systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. I know we want to take advantage of the Costco thing. As much as we can, because we're members of Costco. It's it's that weird idea where you pay to be able to, to pay, pay less. <laughs> it's like Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. And so when you go, I mean, not only do you want to go there a lot, but you want to usually then get Kirkland brand stuff. You want to go for all the stuff that's Costco exclusive. Yeah. And you feel good about that then. But I'm at like, I'm at a weird fork in the path. With the Kirkland brand organic peanut butter. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. I'm kind of a peanut butter guy. I, you know, it, it's I've realized that it's a, it's, a, it's a go-to thing in my life. It is rare to find somebody who doesn't like peanut butter that's not allergic to it. True. That is usually the only barrier between yeah. people and peanuts I mean, these there days. There are a few, but I have never met any of them. So I can tell you for the longest time, I've been a fan of uh, creamy preferably skippy natural peanut butter. That is the, as far as I'm concerned, the gold the standard Gold standard is just good. And I feel somewhat better about myself that it's natural. I don't know what the fuck that means. Of course, I, you know, I assume it means that it's not loaded with chemicals that'll kill me, but who knows? Maybe the chemicals turn me into fucking Iron Man. I'm pretty sure at this point, all natural just means uh, no chunks of metal. <laughs> I think that's we all hope. it means. We hope. <laughs> We assure you, no chunks of metal in this. And, you know, if you couldn't get Skippy Natural, I could deal with Jif Natural or any kind of, you know. But but we were at Costco the other day, and AJ says, hey, I've heard, and she's the Costco slut here. I love her. She is. I love Costco. She's on all the Reddit boards and Facebook boards, and they all talk, and they swap info on, like. And they tell us what's awesome and what's not yeah, so what's awesome. Yeah, what's good, what's bad, what's in vogue, what's out of vogue, what you want to look out for. And she, um. Of course, says, hey, I hear really good things about the Kirkland brand organic peanut butter. Yeah, because Pat needed peanut butter because he's been eating PB&J sandwiches a lot. It's a great summer treat. It is, and it's where, you know, it's, it's re- you get it. Open I'm- face, hold on, open face sandwich because I'm an adult and I don't need all the carbs. Only one piece of bread. You don't then need it's two. it's not a sandwich, it's a piece of bread. It's an open face two sandwich. Pieces, I'm not even going to get into Open face sandwich. Argument. But yeah, um, so Pat's been eating all this PB&J, and we had peanut butter on our Costco list. And I said, hey, you know, on my Costco page, I saw tons of people talk about how good the organic Costco peanut butter is. So we decided to give it a try. Comes in a two-pack, like everything. Because if it came in a one-pack, I wouldn't shop at Costco. It's, uh, it's soupy. It's not thick. Like it's like, and, and, and that's kind of, I've understood, not that I understand, but what I've come to know as an uneducated consumer that whatever the natural stuff is, there's some more oils in it. And it's like, you got to mix it up sometimes. It's less processed shit. There's less yeah. processed shit. So I figured that, that somehow when we process it, we make it more stable and I, I can get that de-evolution. but this is like a whole nother step of de-evolution between what I'm used to in the Skippy Natural peanut butter world, this 
Curtin brand, which of course my mind's going crazy. I'm like, what name brand are they actually working with to make this? Yeah. Because that's how it works, right? That's the joke. But it is a different consistent. I don't know if this is the real organic shit. Well, that's the thing. It's not the taste that's an issue. No, it tastes great. It tastes, it tastes, tastes fucking like, fantastic. It tastes like peanut butter, but it is soupy. Like if you were. <laughs> is this just Arizona problems? Because we're living in like 120 degree cauldron. It could be. My coconut oil is straight liquid right now. So, I mean, it's kind of a lose lose. But I mean, this is really. I, I ordered gummy vitamins the other day and they showed up <laughs> melted into one gigantic vitamin block. So it could just be. Arizona. I don't think it is, though. I think it's just that's the peanut butter. Is? Yeah, I think that's just the way it yeah, is. Yeah, it, it tastes really good. I was trying to slop down a PB&J before I uh, recorded this. And it's just literally now I have to fucking eat them over the sink because the peanut butter is going to, like, drip down off. Jesus, how much peanut butter are you putting on these See, things? that's the other thing. Maybe I used You're to. You're using a lot of peanut butter because I, when I work over, well, because I work overnights all the time now, one of my go-to snacks, which is, you know, I've learned you don't want to eat shit food when you work overnights. Cause oh, you're, yeah, you get tired. You're, well, not tired. Your tummy will yell at you for the rest of the day because it's like, why are you eating that at 4 a.m.? That's not what I need. Yeah. So I've been eating um, peanut butter on wheat bread with banana slices. It's always... It's so damn good. So you feel like, I feel like peanut butter and bananas are always pushed as like the protein superfoods. Oh, and they're so good. And then you For put a little a, boost of energy and, and I stuff. put them on like whole wheat bread. It's so damn good. But yeah, I don't have the problem with it like oozing out. I will admit it is hard to it's hard to get onto the bread because I pour it, is it on. Like I literally now just uncap it and I just pour it like that because it's yeah. easier to do that than try to use a knife. And while I think that's a good idea, I also think that's part of your problem is you're uh, using way too much. Go big. I'm an American. All right. Go big. And I'm Bro. from Chicago, city of big shoulders. We make things fucking big. I mean, I don't care. If you want to buy Jiffy, I'll finish the No, this stuff. is good stuff. I just wonder, what if I keep it in the fridge or something? Maybe I'll try hardening mm-hmm. it up that way. Go for it. These are the things I worry about, folks, yeah. at my age. It's a good thing to worry hey, about. Hey, welcome on in. Pat and AJ Podcast back here for you. It is the uh, 214th episode. If you missed out on the last one, it was a special volume two edition of uh, Uncle Pat's Back Porch Get Down Groove Hour, which was uh, uh, requested by uh, ones and ones of people for another hour of me playing tunes so that's up if you missed last week's podcast i'm pretty sure the person who said it was awesome and requested it also commented on this one saying it was awesome I, i'm glad that people so you really impressed one person one person <laughs> out there um hey i'm trying to figure out if i should even attempt to engage in this but i think it'd be really cool but i think it'd be really hard and i also feel like the cross-section of people in my life may not get it but Paul Rubens passed away. Pee-wee. Womp, womp. Fucking A, man. That right? made me genuinely man. sad. Shit especially, news. It's, shit news. It was shit news, and especially because he just had another Pee-wee movie come out a few years back. And, like, it was not It was not bad. It was not. We were all expecting it to be a pile of dog turds. Was that HBO or Netflix that was behind Netflix. that? Netflix, yeah. It was genuinely okay. Like, it... The only weird thing with that movie is that his voice was deeper. Yeah, because he's old. He can't make the high peewee voice That's anymore. That's like when we uh, went and saw Indiana Jones, and then the first 10 minutes is a de-aged Harrison Ford. You're like, yeah, he looks like a 30-year-old Harrison and Ford. he talks like 80-year-old Sounds Harrison Sounds like a Ford. fucking crypt keeper. <laughs> but that was a, I think that was the part that made everybody sad, is that he had this like recent slight resurgence, 
And then, boom, he's dead of cancer. So Paul Rubens dies at 70, a.k.a. Pee Wee. 70 years old. No one knew he was sick. It was something that he kept very private. He even... I can't believe it. It's such a such a peewee thing to do. It's, it sounds like it was a Paul Rubens thing. This yeah, guy, yeah. Say, so differentiate between the yeah. man and the character because oh, he has a lot of um, uh, amazing roles amazing roles and Pee-wee. characters. Peewee was just the character but that kind of did it. It for sounds him. like he was just from people that knew him, like the nicest guy, nice dude, right? And one of the last things he did was apologize to fans for keeping his cancer battle private, which is stupid. Can, yeah, can you, you don't imagine owe anybody an apology? Can you Nobody. A fucking life, and I understand understand when you're a performer because I was a performer and and there's this relationship between you and the audience and and, and as much as you kind of want to be like I'm just doing it for me you really you can't do it without them and you know but but how weird is it to feel like you you owe those people you an apology yeah. and death. Like, I know you guys are going to be upset. I didn't tell you about it, you but I'm like, what? fuck. I think the problem is, is that we have like, there are two extremes and there's no in between anymore. We have people, we have actors like Killian Murphy, who's in an Oppenheimer, who is notoriously private. I mean, like there are like two pictures of his wife online. He's not on social media. He even admits like he barely uses his smartphone. I mean, he is just elusive. And then you've got, you know, people like, I don't know, like like Alec Baldwin who live in the spotlight, his wife's breastfeeding on Instagram. Like there's Hold just on. there's can, no in between. Can we all can we all just pause for a second and notice how she she took her in to take a shot at the Baldwins. She'll never She'll never miss a chance to take like, a swipe at the Baldwins. I like Alec Baldwin. His wife uh, loves me, we though. We're wrong not way. even going there. But we're not. not but what I'm, I'm just using it as a comparison yes. is there doesn't no, seem no, to be there, a middle there, ground. There, there are two differences. Yeah. In Paul Rubin's death, we're, we're learning all these things. And and one of the most interesting for me is that apparently he sent videos to his friends on their birthdays. He never, that was, multiple people said that. In fact, I found out David Hasselhoff was his college roommate. That's no hilarious. Shit. Yeah, just picture that, those two so together. That means the Hoff's like 72. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. both went to CalArts together, but that's... One thing that David Hasselhoff said is he never forgot our classmates' <laughs> birthdays. And then as soon as, and, and all of a sudden, all of these comedians and fellow actors start posting these videos that Paul Rubens would send to them on their birthday. Yeah. And they're like, he never missed a birthday. Now, notice the key word in there is send to them. Not posted for. No. Not posted to. Not like a cameo. This is like something because let's let's be honest. The technology now it's it's gone from you could give someone a phone call on their birthday to sending them a text to sending them a video very easily. Yeah. So he would send them a direct video, right? Text to text. He probably just opened up his phone, and they were these heartfelt, yeah, uh, honest, um, sweet, sweet, funny, <laughs> funny moments of just hey, so and so. It's your birthday, and I just wanted to say that blank and blank and blank and blank, and it's always been a blank and blank and blank and blank and something funny, and I just hope every, I hope the world for you, and have a great day. And again, it wasn't ever, no one knew about it. It's it's what you do that people don't know really talks about your character. So where am I going with this? Because I've been really trying to, to get myself more connected be more mindful, taking this whole yeah. experience because it is just an experience and then one day it's over. And in this world of the digital communications, how many people do we see on our feeds for this argument? I'll use Facebook. 
that you're connected with over various moments in life, some big, some small. And we, and, and we do, we get notifications about their birthdays or anniversaries. Oh, dude, there are people on my Facebook list that I only hear from when yeah. it's my birthday. When it's your birthday. They don't, they don't like my right. shit. They don't comment on it. They don't but, interact with me, but they let, they leave me yeah. a birthday message. But I guarantee you throughout the year, they probably see your shit and yeah. go, oh, look at that. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, check that out. There's a part of me that wants to start doing this. Sending birthday videos. And I'm trying to figure out if I'm fucking nuts because I don't know. I don't think you're nuts. Because one, I don't know if it could be through phone because a lot of people I'm not connected with through the phone, like like a phone number. I think it would be a lot more work than you're giving it credit for. No, it's just because like, uh, for example, today, uh, um, I just got done with some quick work. It's a Sunday and I popped on the Facebook feed to see if you had posted about the past uh, podcast. And, of course, it gives me my birthday notification. And it's uh, someone that I grew up with, old neighborhood. Uh, We worked together briefly at White Castle. I remember we'd get rides home together because her boyfriend had a car. He'd come pick her up. And, of course, it was (laughs) like, sweet, I get a ride home too. And I just said, boy, I could easily, in 45 seconds, crank out like a hey blank i saw it was your birthday omg blank and blank and blank and blank and blank hope everything's blank blank and blank and blank and blank and send it now here's where my overactive anxiety ridden mind goes i'm like does that only play because paul rubens was paul rubens in a paul rubens world yes yeah see that's what i thought would normal people would normal people think you're out of your fucking mind if you start sending them, are they sitting there like, is this motherfucker sitting at home thinking about me or something? Exactly. I mean, I think about... <laughs> That's what I think. There are, there are a, and I mean, handful oh, of people. Shit. A handful of people that I would, I could get birthday video messages from and yeah. not think it's weird. Not think it's weird. But it's a handful. Fucking A. There are other people... <laughs> <laughs> who if they sent me a video like that, I would be truly creepy. Really? Out. Wouldn't it be weird? Because and like and on one half of me, I'm saying, no, Pat, that's like your ego and your fears and your irrational worries getting in the way of you doing something beautiful um, for someone. It's kind of like the old thing, dance like no one's watching. Yeah. So I should just do it just to do it and not care about what the other person thinks. But I have to be grounded in some kind of reality. And I'm like, what would that be like if someone... I have not spoken to in, let's say, 30 fucking years, all of a sudden gets this, like, heartfelt one minute, you know. Well, you have to see these videos to understand them. Maybe we can find a clip of one right here that of, of the Paul Rubens video. Oh, you're making send. me fucking production work now. Oh, I'll okay. find the clip all right, everyone, for you. Be quiet. Here comes a clip of Paul Rubin sending a heartfelt birthday wish. Well, Hope, what is up? Hope, I wanted to take a little bit of time to make a video because I thought maybe making a video would impress upon you something that I think you, I'm pretty sure you know, but wanted to make sure that you know. I think you are smart and genuine and I think you are funny and beautiful inside and out. And um, I just wanted you to know, I was thinking about you on your birthday, sending you love and light and I hope that this year is filled with kindness, joy, love, and happiness. All the best from me to you. So I watched a few of these because everybody just started posting them mm-hmm. after he died. 
and they're all very similar. And, and a lot of them, he's like, I'm crazy about you. So he would kind of just sub the same he, material. He would just kind of sub the same material. <laughs> the so, one, hold the, on, hold on. Is it like the rock star that comes to every town and no matter what town he's in? It's his favorite town. This is yeah. my favorite town. Yep. You know, I got to tell you guys, we've been all around the country this summer, but being here in Kalamazoo, this is the best crowd we've had, I right? I love right? Kalamazoo. It's my favorite. Fuck, I love Kalamazoo. And yes, in the, in the back of our head, while we all feel happy and we say Kalamazoo, that's where I'm from, we have a funny feeling when they get down to Fort Wayne, Indiana the next night. That, Fort Wayne, Indiana is also their favorite yeah, city. Yeah, I tell you, we've been everywhere, but Fort Wayne, it's good to have you here with us tonight. I mean, they're all a little bit different. Like in the one I watched, he kind of, he <laughs> joked about his own fame. He's like... You know, I'm I'm on set right now and I'm in demand. I'm very busy. Just a minute, guys. I'll be back. And you know, of course, he's not. But like, it's got the videos oh, have the fuck. same background. It's yeah. like he just sat there and made all these okay. videos for all. So, so you're I'm, saying it works because he was famous, yes, and because he's sending them to famous people who have never really a lot of them just by the happenstance of how fame works these days. You usually get born into it and stuff. They've never lived in the real world. Yeah. A lot well, of a lot of them. Listen, hold I on. I go that far. He roomed with Hasselhoff where? At SoCal this, right? They all grew up in that kind of world. But I no, I'm gonna disagree with you. I think I think that's a lot of this generation now. I don't think back then a know. lot of people were born into it, but that's neither I feel here nor like there. it's a different fucking world. It's, and it's I feel like world, if I yeah. send it off to people from the south side of Chicago. It'll be weird, yes. They'll Pat. be like, what the fuck is this foo-foo? I need to unfriend this guy. Motherfucker. What a creep. Doing, thinking about me and how we went out to a bar 42 years ago. Which, Oops. by the way, would have would have made me three, years three old. when I was going that's out to a weird. bar. But, you know, that's how we had Chicago public schools, too. Not saying we had the best best math skills. Um, all right. So thanks for clearing that up. That's a lot of clarity I needed. My wife is the master of making chicken. Uh, what do they say? Chicken pie out of chicken shit. I've or never heard that before. The chicken salad on a chicken shit. She is, uh, following her peewee adventures now. It's my own To the middle face. of the desert. Even more of a desert than we live Fuck in. Yeah. I was about to say, you're stretching. You're like, I'm done with the Arizona desert. I want a California desert. AJ has added a leg to a trip that she's going on because since Paul Rubens has passed, again, we learn a lot of things. We see a lot of tributes. And one of the most iconic visuals from the Pee Wee movies not only is going to be somewhat close to where she is, but it's been reimagined after Paul Rubin's death. Yeah, so from Pee-wee's big adventure, you know, he's on the quest to find his his stolen bike. That's right. That's the whole stick of the movie, right? Which, I mean, I think a lot of us grew up with that movie. <laughs> that was a huge part of our I childhood. I was say, or a lot of us grew up with that fear. Didn't you it's all have a your fear of having your bike yeah. stolen? And didn't couldn't you imagine in your mind, if you ever had your bike stolen, God bless America, I didn't, but I did live in fear of it. Um could you like this must have been the perfect revenge movie yeah absolutely. like this is a guy who doesn't who represents a kid who will not let it go yeah he won't let it go that someone stole his bike i mean that is some little kid's revenge fantasy movie so he is on this quest to find this bike and i don't know there were just so many references in that movie that i have applied to my own life like <laughs> shut when, the fuck up seriously really? when we when <laughs> i've never heard this before when i i mean just little there <laughs> Tell are me little the secrets to your success <laughs> 
When I went hiking in Colorado, I got into Denver late, and I was driving to Estes Park yeah. late. Okay. And the roads basically had those signs up, like the signs in Pee Wee's Big Adventure with the falling rocks where the roads just end up like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I thought. I said this I felt like I was die. in Pee yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Large Marge, fucking hilarious. <laughs> One of our, everybody's favorite. Large Marge sent you. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a key part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. you know, the, the basement of the Alamo, all that shit. Like just, I mean, I literally Googled, is there a basement of the Alamo? The, uh, what is it? I think of the uh, fucking tequila dance. Oh yeah, the, the biker bar. Yeah, I'm a I'm a loner, daddy. I think of the a big rebel. fucking egg thing. Yeah, but you're going past. So yeah, I I did this. What part of this Americana <laughs> adventure? I did this story for work the other day and thought it was the cutest thing. And, and another key part of that movie is the giant dinosaur park where he watches the sunrise um, with whatever. Her, what's her name? I forgot the waitress. Is it Dottie? No, 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 no. Dottie's back at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is the waitress he meets. I do mm. remember Andy, her boyfriend. I'm a terrible guess on that because for years up until recently, thank you, YouTube, I was pretty convinced that it was Ann B. Davis, who was Large Marge. We all remember. <laughs> remember her from the Brady Bunch? Yep. She, she was, I swore I to see that. I swore to God that was Large Marge. And everyone, including my wife, was like, you're out of your fucking mind. I think it's what not her. I just, I loved about that movie is that like he put himself in so many awkward situations where he felt like he didn't belong, but he actually proved that he did, mm. which was, you know, message. Isn't um, that the story of life? Yes. You just go and that's where you end up. Um, but yeah, when he's on the quest to find his bike, he ends up at that dinosaur park with the waitress and they're watching the sunrise from inside the T-Rex. And then her gigantic oaf of a boyfriend. Yeah, the boyfriend comes to whoop his ass. Yeah, he comes to whoop Pee-wee's ass. So No better way to remind little girls back then, you are property of someone. You have no say-so Can I tell you I don't, what you're able to do. The large Marge scene, of course, scared the shit out of me as a kid. I think it scared the shit out of a lot of us. But the scene where they come walking out of the dinosaur and it like it is like bright daylight outside. Yeah. And she's like, Andy, Andy. And then he comes with, he's got like a billy club or some yeah. shit and he's chasing him. It scared, ass. scared me. So the owners of this dinosaur park, which is a real place. I mean, it sounds very kitschy, 70s it's kitschy. roadside it's like, attraction. It makes me, it's kind of makes me think of like the Wisconsin Dells. Like yeah. um, they painted, his name is Mr. Rex. Mm -hmm. He's still there. The one they used in the movie. <laughs> they painted Pee Wee's suit and the white shoes on him. Okay. And I thought so that they was dressed so. Him, so yeah. this is like, you know, I'm from Chicago. We have some iconic sculptures outside of our art institute. They're these lions. And what do we do during certain times, certain events? We dress up the yeah. lions. We go, oh, my goodness, the bears are in the playoffs. It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and we put the fucking bear's helmet on yeah. the lion. So this is them. Probably a smart way for them to drum up a little bit of publicity to the yeah. old dinosaur park, saying we're going to redo, reimagine the uh, uh, dinosaur because uh, Pee Wee's gone. So apparently they said they're going to leave him dressed up like that till Christmas, when which is when they change their outfits. <laughs> but I did this news story and I'm like, oh, isn't that cute? And then I saw somebody post online, you know, typical misinformation. It was that a picture of him, mm -hmm. but it was like, oh, you know, the T-Rex is in Indiana. And I was like, no, it's See, not. Isn't it's that in funny? California. My wife, uh, my son said it was in New Mexico. Yeah, it's it's not. It's in California. Mm. And I knew that, but then somebody said, no, it's right outside of Palm Springs. And my eyes lit up because I am driving to, Palm, to Springs Palm Springs this coming weekend for a dance competition. And I actually Googled, it's about 25 minutes from my hotel. And I am absolutely... 
absolutely going to see Mr. Rex dressed up as Pee-wee because I am a 40-year-old woman who wants to live my childhood. Which, listen, don't get me wrong. I think it's really cool. I really do. So cute. And like, if you're going to be driving past it and it's all done up, this is uh, reminds me. This is a once in a lifetime. They're yeah. not going to do this every year. This just yeah. happened. This reminds me of, uh, remember when the Simpsons movie was coming out? It was yes. big to do, right? And they were in cahoots with 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven flipped a couple 7-Elevens into Quickie Marts. Yes, yes. And by happenstance, the my 7-Eleven in my shit neighborhood in That's Chicago. Crazy. Um, was not, one of them. Was one of yeah. them. We wouldn't go to it a lot because it was an arrival gang's, like, you know, turf. It was just a little bit too far down on 63rd. But it was close enough. So it's something where, all right, if I happen to be in Chicago or I happen to be driving there, it's worth going to. Yeah, and this is literally, like I said, 25 minutes away from my hotel. I, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't drive up See, there just to thing. get a picture. But if you were to say, I live in Georgia and I want to uh, uh, drive all the way to California to see this peewee thing. Once you take the picture, it's kind of like yeah, but I and that's fine. I'm but I'm gonna be there, so I take the picture and then I go to my hotel. I've realized that my wife is the ultimate. Um, like you're like you love this like uh, the side attractions. You love like you'd like to go see the biggest ball of twine, right? Like if that was a thing. Disagree. And I think it is, isn't it? I think it is somewhere. But I feel like, but but if it was close enough to where you were going. No, Like not if we were driving and there was a big ball of twine, would you be like, well, it's, it's the biggest ball of twine. How do you not swing by and it, say hi? It totally depends. Like when I was driving down here to Arizona from Michigan to like actually move here, mm-hmm. I was on Route 66 for quite a while. And there were, you know, there are roadside attractions. That's you can all stop it at. is. Yeah, right. Um, The last day that I was driving from Albuquerque to here in Tucson, there were signs like every 20 miles about the thing. And the, it's like this attraction with the thing. And like everyone's got a thing, right? No yeah. matter what state you're in. And I yeah. was just at that point, I had been driving straight for three days alone. I'm like, I just <laughs> want to get to my damn house. Like I, so it depends. It depends on like, I'm going to be alone. Yeah. So this makes more sense. If, if like our son was with us, he wouldn't, I, he actually might want to go. No, this he one, he, yeah, this, this, he, he would want to go anything else. Like where AJ did this, we, we went to LA and of course, you know, LA is where all the stars are, but she finds an iconic filming location from one of her favorite shows. And, you know, it's like, let's get in the car and go look at it and take a picture. That's all I wanted. Yeah. And, and yeah, our son would have rather gouged his eyes he, he out with, you know, a dull spoon. Yeah. But something like this, he'd be kind of jazzed. Yeah. Up so, yeah, it depends if I'm by myself. And, like, again, I have the, uh, the other thing is, I have the day off. So, like, I get to leave early. I'm kind of on my own time schedule. Yeah. I'm not going to be exhausted. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bypass my hotel, go check out Mr. Rex, and then I'm going to go to my hotel. Is that his name, it. Mr. Rex? His name is Mr. Rex, Mr. yeah. Mr. Rex. I'm so excited about it. It's just so silly, but, like, you know, it's your childhood. That, that movie is core memories of my childhood. Core memories. Core memories. Core memories that are slowly dying away, right? Oh, with, so with every single year. So, what do you think about, um, okay, so Paul Rubens. Go ahead. Died. Yeah. Oh, do you think? Do you think he was what? Ugh, how do you say it? What you want to talk about him diddling? Yeah, no, but that's my question. Do you, I don't. What about him jerking? 
Jerking well, I know the old he, gherkin? I know he jerked the gherkin in, in an adult movie theater, which yeah. I truly don't feel like is the worst fuck? thing. Don't I fucking know. care. You're at a dirty movie, movie theater. That's where you're supposed to do <laughs> you this. You should have heard Pat try you to... Were, you weren't at, 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 at like fucking Barbie, okay? Yeah, it, exactly. It's not like you, you went to your local... AMC 30 and it's like, you know what I'm going to do in the middle of Oppenheimer? Whip my caca. You went to a dirty movie theater with other perverts to watch dirty movies. You should have heard Pat try to explain Jesus. this to our son. He's like, Wasn't that in Florida too? I think so. More Florida bullshit. He was like, he Florida was, bullshit for decades. He was like, he, you know, our son didn't know about it. He just loves Pee Wee. He watched Pee Wee's Big Holiday, which came out a few years back. He used to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse Say, as a kid. Yeah, like he went through his face. You know how it he is with with, with kids yeah. now, especially with their access to media. Is, they can discover all these old shows yeah. we used to watch. Like we used to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. We used to watch Pee Wee's Christmas Special with him. So yeah, he he, he found knows. it and he went down the rabbit hole. But what you me? were trying, Pat was trying to explain to him like what happened <sighs> and like. As he said it, he was like, listen, Dylan, this was before like internet porn where you can just search for a dirty movie and it pops up on your phone. You had to physically go out and find this stuff. And this yeah. this back in the day when they had dirty movie theaters. You, you try to sell that concept to a 16-year-old who I know right now is jerking the gherkin by just Googling boobs on his phone. <laughs> he just looks at boobs. You try, you try to sell that. There was a time, son. There was a time. There was a time. Not only... When the best you could do was like the bra section of a Sears catalog. But it was concentrated to a place. <laughs> it's like Brennan and Dale. Yeah. Good housekeeping. <sighs> That's all you don't understand. As a as a as a young man back then, do you know what I had? Listen to the scam I pulled off. I went through, man, how old was I? This had to be eighth grade type material. It helped to have this voice happen very yeah. young. We went on the yellow pages, me and a friend of mine. We looked up strippers. Okay. Exotic dancers. Yeah. And again, this is pre-Google. This is where people advertised. So, of course, we start calling and start asking <laughs> if they can send us pictures of the girls. We go, hey. How? Like I, mail them? <laughs> yeah. I go, hey, uh, we're planning to have this party. Might want to hire some girls, but I need to. Uh, I need to see them first. I need to see what I'm getting into. This is before, like, boobs.com. And I shit you not. A bunch of them were like, yeah, sure, give me your address. No way. Showed up at 4605 South Kedvale. I got, I got about a letter with all their information, right? Yeah. Rates, number, how to book, and about, I'd say, six crudely made, like, baseball card-esque <laughs> promo <laughs> items now they weren't naked but no. they were still like in like g-string bikinis yeah, well, which at that point it has to be provocative enough right but you Look know at that you had that for your spank bang and on on the back side of it it would be like candy and you know <laughs> five nine cubs fan you know uh whatever likes fucking literally likes fucking likes fucking <laughs> um, so as what a I kid for a living and then my grandmother found it. uh-oh the worst that's the, uh, that's the fuck end. so bad so, listen, that was my world, and my son now lives in a much different world. And all of a sudden, when someone passes, he starts asking questions, inevitably, about things that come up. And I had to explain to him the concept of the dirty movie theater. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, and then I guess in the dirty movie theater, you, you take care of yourself, and then someone arrests you for doing that. 
And I've never seen my son. God, I love Gen Z so much. I, I know it makes you feel fucking old and displaced, everyone. But sometimes let's we just... We are, okay? Let's we just are. give... Let's fucking give Jesus the wheel. And Jesus right now is a 12-year-old non-binary goldfish named Joe. Uh, my son could give a fuck. He was, he was like, like, what? So hold on. Why were they messing with him? I go, I don't know, son. Why does anyone care? I don't know, I son. Don't know. He lives in such a world... Of you do you, and you can do whatever the fuck well, it is you want to do. And there are so many other serious things happening in the <laughs> to world. see his eyes glaze over, he's like, he kind of rested for jerking off to a dirty movie. In like a just, dirty movie just theater, glazed yeah. over. Now, here's my question, though. Okay, so that happened. Apparently, didn't it? He got arrested. Didn't it happen another time, too? And then it got, the charges got dropped. From what I, and this I didn't dig too much in, but there was, it was like in the 70s. There was another charge from the 70s that I think was, if I read it right, a uh, kind of pissing on the side of the wall type thing. Oh, well, okay. And you could be... This was like shit we really yeah. worried about in the 70s. I'm telling you, they were try trying to, you know, not that I was around for the entire thing, but I was... Jesus Christ, raised in the shadow Just of it. Just pre-9-11. Pre-9-11. <laughs> but I mean, back then, these were like, we had real problems. Two weird cultural things that we cared about. We are like, how dare you whip your dick out? You know, there could be a mother walking down this street with a child. This back when we were banning fucking rap songs for talking right. about pussy, okay? So I know those charges got dropped. So those got dropped, and then the one in Florida was, yeah, he was in a dirty well, movie theater, and like undercover cops busted okay. everyone. Okay, yeah, but ergo. Yeah. Then there was the accusation of child pornography. No shit. What was that about? You didn't know about didn't that? Didn't know about it. So this happened way later. This happened after the the adult movie. Because came. this is how I remember it, okay? As a kid, he was peewee, right? Yeah. And then the, the big fucking to-do happened with the jerk and the gherkin. He went away. He didn't resurface until Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yes. the movie. Yeah. The movie, which I don't know how many years that was later. And then he started doing parts in, in grown-up films. Yeah, and then it was like... Like and Yeah, stuff. then he got yeah. like... So you saw him get slowly more... like I And in my mind, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. They're, they're getting past the fact I mean, that Pee-wee did some weird shit. He's an, he was an excellent actor and comedian, so it was... I mean, yeah. and people say that. They're so like, when his, did the uh, kid stuff come in? I don't know when the date was, but I just read a huge... Uh, it was an interview he did with some huge journalist, like Dateline or something... And basically, he got a phone call that, like, the cops were at his house looking through his shit. Okay. And they found what he calls um, kind of, like, classic nude art. Classic nude art. And I guess some of the... They weren't... And we're not talking, like, toddlers. We're talking, like, older teenage boys in suggestive positions. And he says it, it was a, it's a form of like art. Hold on, what do you mean suggested? Now, see, yeah. you're, you need to show me a visual on, right no, now. Me, you're using a lot this. of fancy college. No, I know. Words. I want to make sure I get this right because I'm not going to tarnish. This I have heard this argument. I I I have heard this argument that uh, art that predates a certain date was culture wise accepted differently. So this happened in 2000. But I suppose you're not going to be able One. to see the images because no. if you look at them, then you're looking at their It was a 17-year-old. 17. It was in 2001. They called it child pornography. Um, and he was charged. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It was obscene. Although they, they dropped the charge later on. Yeah, see, I need to know what the fucking picture was because there is a legitimate... I mean, if there's a 17-year-old 
who's going to go into my, I mean, I have friends who've done nude modeling and by nude modeling, I mean, legit, they've dropped their drawer drawers in like a college class. And these kids were trying to learn how to fucking, uh, draw so like, like drawn for for very good reasons. These pictures are nowhere to be found. Yeah. I was going to say, you're not gonna be able to look at them. Cause then you're looking at the dirty stuff that me and you were getting the, our fucking doors. Exactly. Kicked yeah. No, I'm not trying to look for oh, that. No. Fuck. I don't know. I but mean, he got it dropped and he, he even said like he admitted. In I mean, this, the fact that he's talking about it on Dateline means it know, can't be well, that too big of a deal. No, and he also admitted like he's just he admitted he was into like a lot of weird shit, not just sexual stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he was like he used to collect, I think it was like hair grease jars or something. And he even said, like, I don't know why. They just fascinate me. He collected a lot of weird mm. shit. So I'm like, okay, don't you feel like a guy of that a guy that famous, if I'm, he were to actually like diddle a kid. Oh yeah, they'd find that out. We would know. Um, yeah, I'd say. And I'm not saying he's a perfect human being. No. None of us are. So I'm not casting judgment. If okay. you're asking for Pat's morality call on if he was caught, and, and, and these are all the stipulations that must be met. If you're telling me that it was one piece of art, not like we fucking had to go into a house and drill into a safe room and then all of a sudden we found a cavalcade well, of 90,000 pieces. I think he had multiple pictures, but I'm not saying like it was plastered all over the wall. That's what I'm saying. There's room. like people like, uh, you know, you find them with the hard drive and like there's the fucking folder and the yeah. folder has 100,000 images. Yeah, like uh, what's his name? The Duggar kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shit like that. Yeah, it's like that's you can different. start putting it together. So if you're telling me I had like a series of paintings, how about this? I'll go three. Uh, because there's three movements, three movements to every play. So if you're telling me you have three paintings that are displayed, I'm and they predate a certain like you know age, and by age I mean how old are they? Because we were, I mean, listen, someone just called the statue David fucking pornography the other day, right? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know where we are this cultural. It's so argument. hard. Yeah, it's so hard. And I'm trying to like... You're not going to be able to find all this. No, don't I, I don't want to see, see you. it. No, no, no. I, but I see you trying to gather no, all this information. No, but I'm just trying to understand it. And, and listen, like, there's other people. The second you say it, they're going to say he's a fucking demon. Absolutely. Yeah. And he is a pedophile. And I have seen that. I have seen on all the social media where people go, peewee, peewee, peewee. And then, of course, someone goes, oh, last I heard, he was uh, jerking off, uh, you know, at the movie theater. So, I don't know. People are going to say what they want to say. It's so hard. I don't know. It's weird. You know what? I loved his character. I loved Pee Wee. He was a part of my childhood. Yeah. I'm going to go take a picture with Mr. Rex, <laughs> God damn yeah. it. Because, you know, I know you are, but what am I? Okay? I, you know, I think it's interesting, though. I mean, we shouldn't have to, and I don't say whitewash in any racial sense of the word, but... You know, we do... Uh, everybody, some, why do we have to tear everybody down to pieces? Well, no, but I was going to say, in people's deaths, sometimes we tend to try to treat them with kid gloves, like you want to yeah. like only reflect on the good on someone. And, yeah. You know, we're all complex characters, and because of the nature of this guy who was famous, we know more about him than the average person. And, you know, we sit there and go, well, they're dead, yay, or not yay, or we talk about the good things or the not-so-great things. Well, one of the things he said in this this interview, this Dateline or whatever it was, yeah. um, I can't remember the name, but I, you'd know it if, if I told you the interviewer. He literally said... I wasn't thinking of myself as a children's show host when I was in that theater. That was another fun one that people, I don't think, realized. So Paul Rubens, A, got rejected by SNL. So um, he's kind of in that class of people where there's a class of them who never made it there but went on to be very famous. 
So he was rejected from SNL. And he went to this theater in uh, L.A., The Groundlings. This is a very famous yep. theater. Improv, yeah. Improv troupe. A amazing. lot of people, they go there, and they, uh, amazing people come out of this. It's the second city, right? Yeah. Of, of out there. Of the West Coast, yeah. That's where the Pee Wee stuff, I suppose, became a real big hit. And it was an adult-themed yeah. show. It was supposed to be under the guise of a kid's show, but the audience that was coming were like late night audiences and you're yeah. buzzed up and you're lapping your ass off because it's this character who's hosting a child show, but he's making all these kind of like inside dirty jokes. Yeah. And he has chairs that talk and pterodactyls and we know everything else. But yeah, that was, I got to assume it's just like a TV executive saw it and was like, listen, if you can change the material, so clean this up, this could be a hit. We can make you a huge star. Yeah. But it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a kid's show. It was supposed to be like, a, crazy. there's early, I remember learning that. I, I found like an early HBO special uh, way back when that was airing. And I realized quickly, this is a different style of peewee. This yeah. is not what I saw on the TV show. Ooh, what the fuck is this? I think it, the part, the reason it just gets to me right now is because like this and the whole Lizzo thing have happened so oh, close yeah, together. Oh yeah, Lizzo got in trouble and, this past week. Huh? And I, What's her deal? And uh, so she is being charged. There's like, she's being sued and, but they call them charges. I don't know. Yeah. It's basically, they're saying she created a hostile work environment. They, she fat shamed people, she, her, her backup dancers. She made them go to sex clubs and stuff like That's that. That's what I heard the big thing was. I heard that the big thing was it uh, revolves around going to a sex club in Amsterdam where, I don't know if you, if you heard. The bananas. They have, uh, they have they, a good time in Amsterdam, they have with, right? With bananas. <laughs> so apparently there's like, you know, sex clubs and sex shows and you can go to and, and observe and have all types of fun. And apparently that's the specific incident that they're saying where she, for after they said, boy, that's not something I'd want to do. She forced them to go and she forced them to interact. She forces with, them yeah. to go. She forces them to kind of, you know, it's like a strip club, I suppose. You got to tip yeah. the performers. So she forces them into that act which they say is a hostile work environment. I mean, that could be the same of having your boss in the office saying, hey, we're all going out for beers after uh, work. You're coming with, right, Johnson? Come on, Johnson's coming with. Someone get Johnson a shot over here. It could be one of those things yeah. where it's not as... Well, and it's also, she's an entertainer. She's Lizzo. It's This is not a, you know, this is not your yeah, CEO but, of your company. Yeah, but still, so this I is know. essentially a boss. They're saying kind of pressuring their, their employees to do things they and don't want to do. And the second thing that came out is there's some director who said she was supposed to do either a film with Lizzo or about Lizzo, I can't remember, mm -hmm. in 2019, and she actually quit the project because she said she was so arrogant and okay. so rude. And it's hard because, like, Lizzo is that character that we all, like, looked at as, like... I mean, she does, I mean... She her... just exudes, like, self-confidence and love who you are, and if you don't love me, I don't care. Well, and, yeah, I mean, the whole shtick is body positivity yeah. and, and, and kind of not caring what standards are... Like, just are... because she's a larger woman doesn't mean she's yeah. not talented. She is incredibly talented. Yeah. Now, I think what's kind of benefited her, too, is that she's kind of got in these little cultural tiffs to an extent because people trying to protect their own brand. And by that, I mean, I don't know, folks who work in the healthcare industry, 
they can't really get on board with that kind of body positivity because their shtick is to tell you how you need to look thinner. Yeah. So I know she kind of benefited from a few controversies of people going, well, her body positivity is going to lead to a heart attack at age 50 or something. Yeah, and I think the, the problem I have with it is just, you know, seeing the reaction online. It's, it's just like Paul Rubens. Like, you were just waiting for that moment to yeah, tear yeah, them yeah. down. And the second he died, everybody started calling, and not everybody, but a lot of people started calling him a sure. pedophile. This with Lizzo is all of a sudden an excuse for like, you know, old for white every, men to, 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 make, to, to make fat jokes about her. And it just breaks my heart because I'm like, we don't know these people. We don't know the truth behind all of this. You know, I don't know. I just, it's so sad how we absolutely rip people to, to shreds. And I'm not saying either of these things are untrue. I don't know. Maybe Paul Rubens did have child porn. Yeah. Maybe Lizzo is an, a bad boss. I don't know. But like, it is just... It's so nasty and vicious, and it just makes me really sad. Is it? Can I just ask you like a weird question about it? Yeah. Because um, I feel like you're just a little bit closer to that world. Where do you like? I I feel like you can get the temperature of whatever the room, the social media crowd. Are you because of your job, like living in that world more? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm trying to figure. Because you you seem to have this like almost reporter on the ground feel where you're like. Hey, reporting from the corner of, you know, fucking Twitter and Instagram. Well, because uh, before, people are now yeah. turning their sorrow into hatred on Paul Rubens, and he's gone from being peewee to a pedophile. Back yeah. to you. So is that kind of the world you're living in right That's now? That's kind of the world I'm living in. It's like with, with Lizzo, I very much um, identify with a lot of the women because they're like, they're saying the same, we're all saying yeah. the same thing. If this is true, it's disappointing. Yeah. Because we all really did look at her as like this just pinnacle of be yourself, forget yeah. what other people say. If you're talented, you're talented. Love yourself, love others. And this is exact the exact opposite. Yeah. And, and with Paul Rubens, it's the same thing. He was a children's show host, and then all these sex scandals See, come out. So it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm going to give you kind of the, give me, I'll give you the, the, I'm floating above the world, as I often consider myself in my own little spacesuit view. What I've kind of felt, especially from what I intake, right, which is often just quick top of the hour newscast or headlines when I'm scrolling something, um, peewee, sad, uh, people taking cheap shots about the jerking thing. Yeah. Hadn't even heard about the other stuff. Okay. That is up until this moment you said it. I mean, no, wasn't even, I didn't even know it was being, so I don't know if that's a little like in the weeds, the Lizzo stuff. I feel like it's a classic. We build them up to tear them down, down. And we've just repeated this cycle with the. A new one. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've done one, this yeah. with Brittany. We've done this with someone. Yeah. I mean, this is like what we do. That's kind of like how I felt is yeah. like the Lizzo one is kind of just an inevitable I mean, and, and turn. And it's different because Paul Rubens is, is dead. Is, is dead. But I can say the, yeah, all that, the, the, the picture stuff. I know. I do remember hearing about it when it came out, but like it was 2001. It was right when we all started really getting on the internet. Yeah. And I, I, I remember hearing about it on the news, but never hearing about it again because they dropped the charges. Yeah. So it was kind of like there were, you know, there weren't 7 million websites to go to, to find out what happened. Sure. I just, remember hearing about it and then he dropped the, flow, the charges and that was the, it. The flow of information yeah, yeah. was uh, differently. Yeah, I had no clue, man. I don't know. We're a fickle society. We're fickle we are, people. man. Sometimes I suppose we find identity in other people and then we get upset when their identity it's fails. what we think they are. Because we associated ourselves with them. Well, listen, 
I'm gonna ta- <laughs> I'm gonna go to California. You're gonna go to California. I'm gonna take this picture with Mr. Rex. Take a picture with Mr. Rex. <laughs> I'm gonna post it on our social media. You're gonna look out for Andy. You can. I'm gonna yell for Andy. Look out for Andy. You can say what you want. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I know you are, but what am I? The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.